Hey everybody, it's your girl, Charlotte Van Horn, Black Expats in Panama by way of little old Glassboro, New Jersey. You know it right here on BlacksitRadio.com, baby. And you know, just like on a lot of other days, I ain't got time to sit and chit and chit chat and smile with y'all because we got too much to cover today, okay? We got too much to cover. We got too much work to do. Hey everybody, it's your girl Charlotte Van Horn, Black Expats in Panama, and I'm coming to you today to make sure that you know about our new Black Expats in Panama community platform. That's right, our BEAT community platform, or BCP, that can be found at blackexpatsinpanama.net. Just click on that link that says join the community. There you will find businesses, groups, as members, you'll be um, privy to events. You can have you can sell things with their classified um, section. You'll get exclusive information offering and interviews. You get discounts on Black Expats in Panama meetups and tours and ITA global um, events as well and so much more. So go over there, check out the membership, see which one is right for you, and let us know if you have any questions. Thank you. Okay, so, you know, the healthcare situation, as far as being a black expat or expat in in general, is kind of sticky, and it's something that you know most people that I speak to, the folk that fool with me, typically is like forty and up. You know what I'm saying? So the forty and up crowd, they always want to know where the hospital. <laughs> how can I get my care? You know, how can I? Um, and then they also want to know, like, how can I get home? you know, to my, to my uh, kids, you know, in case there's something happens there. And I'm thinking to myself, Panama is not that far from the U.S., but more than likely, your kids going to become the check on your old behind, okay? Um, but what I wanted to do was to get some people together and talk about their experiences uh, with the healthcare system in Panama. So we're going to introduce today, um, we have four Black expats in Panama, and we have two medical uh, professionals in Panama to share um, their stories and information um, with you. So we're just going to go ahead and jump right in. Um, we're going to introduce the uh, Black expats, you know, some of them you will know. And then we will um, introduce the professionals and then we'll hop right into questions and get some of their personal stories. So how about we start with Aish Niang? Tell me I got the last name right. You good? <laughs> hey Aish, introduce yourself. Tell us, okay. tell us a little bit about yourself and you know, the abbreviated version of you're becoming an expat in Panama. Okay. Hey, everybody. My name is Aisha. I am originally from New York City. I moved here from Houston, Texas, where I quit my job as a water utility director. I was able to get my Panamanian residency about a year ago, and I just moved here August 22nd. I'm so excited. And I'm um, so excited. <laughs> 
I am 47 year old, years old. I do not have any kids, but I have two cats that feel like kids and one that feels like a dog. Um, <laughs> my residency process to come here was relatively easy. Um, and it just took me a year to get myself together uh, personally and professionally to be able to make the move. So right now I am on a sabbatical and I'm just trying to figure out how to keep it that way. <laughs> I know that's right. It feels good, doesn't it? It feels great. It feels great. And I also forgot to say, please, if you represent a business or YouTube channel or whatever, please feel free to um, share that with us. So okay. Ash, every, everybody knows you because... <laughs> um, I have a YouTube channel. Um, it's called Abroad Ability, and I chronicle my journey towards becoming an expat here in Panama. Uh, Panama with the mobility constraint of cerebral palsy. And I also highlight my travels from around the world. Thank you, thank you. She has an amazing channel and she's so funny and she's so smart and she's so pretty to be a water what technician? I'm a wastewater engineer. Lord of mercy, <laughs> you is entirely too pretty to be a wastewater <laughs> engineer. I'm glad you came on over to Panama. <laughs> Thank you, and too snooty too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next we have Annette Poole. Hi, how are you doing today? Awesome. Great, great. Well, my name is Annette Poole, and I am originally from Chicago by way of Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, I came to Panama on a just happenstance. I, I must give all my honor and glory to God because that's how I got here. I had no clue where I was going. Packing up boxes, mom and my daughter says, where are you going? I said, I have no idea, but I'm getting out of here. The cost of living was too high. And for me, my health care was important. So that was the reason, that was one of the main reasons why I came here. Yep, and, and I'm working on my citizenship as well, uh, residency as well, excuse me. Um, I have till December, and uh, January, December, December and January, they said, somewhere between there, I'll be able to get my permanent. And I'm really, really excited about that to be a Panamanian resident. So you got your, you got your provisional. Yes, I do. I got that back in June. Yes, well, congratulations. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank awesome. you. Yeah. you know. yep, they were very, very good. The, the attorney were very, very good. Awesome, awesome. I'm so, I'm so glad to hear that. Thank you, Annette. You're welcome, you're welcome. And next we have William Easley. Hello, Mr. Easley. Buenas tardes, hermana. Como esta? <laughs> Buenas tardes, hermano. <laughs> Everyone, uh, my name is William Measley, but most people know me as Big Will. Big Will, um, Big Will. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, my wife and I uh, came to Panama a year and a half ago, uh, escaping the craziness of the United States and uh, left lives of uh, living in D.C., uh, where I was a, a, a federal business development lead for uh, defense contractors, and she was a contractor. And now we remote work. I'm a consultant. She's still doing um, similar work that she was doing back in D.C. And I'm also a content creator. 
I have a YouTube channel called Big Wheel TV, uh, which features a television show called The Blackset Movement, which chronicles our move uh, to Panama and all about the life of an expat and what it takes to be able to affect the Blackset. So uh, we're happy to be here. And I've also had some experience with the healthcare system here <laughs> in, uh, in Panama, so. Okay, well, thank you, sir. And now we have Claudia Maloney. Hello, hello, everyone. Hey, my Claudia. Hi, my name is Claudia Maloney. I am originally from Guyana, South America, by way of Atlanta. Moved to Panama, was there in Panama for 16 months and had to abruptly move back to Atlanta, Georgia because of some medical issues that my one and only birth daughter had in Panama. Mm -hmm. um, I am 58 years old, totally love Panama. Panama is in my heart, will always be. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's been a great journey in Panama for me. Great journey, great journey. Well, it'll always be home and you will always have, you know, us to come back to. Absolutely. Never, you know, Absolutely. it's like the fr the friendships and the, you know, the relationships that you build along the way. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. There you go. Are just, <laughs> they, they don't go away. They don't go no. away. No matter where you are in the world, you'll still be in our hearts, you know. So um, I'm glad that you were able to get on the call with us today because when I decided to do this um round table you were one of the first people that i thought of so um thank you for being with us uh claudia okay i'm going to introduce uh mr mike kelly hey mike hey charlotte how are you <laughs> good good how are you i'm doing i'm doing great great awesome. thank you thank you for having us on um so my name is mike kelly uh i have lived in panama for about 10 years i met my wife who was Panamanian uh, in California, where I'm from. And she I, she wanted to come back to Panama and I followed her back without any arguments. Uh, so I've been here for, for 10 years and I uh, have no plans on returning. Uh, I love it here. Uh, I'm the general manager and owner of Panamedica Medical Center in Panama Pacifico uh, and of Expat Health Services. Uh, Panamedica Medical Center is a primary care and urgent care medical clinic. And we, uh, you know, have uh, general physicians full time, nurses. We have a lab, pharmacy, and um, you know we can take care of all your primary care needs and expat health services, which uh, you know is more of a we're, we're a team of general physicians, 100% bilingual in English. We do home consultations, telemed consultations, uh, you know, services that really just make it more convenient for expats to get their medical services that they need in Panama, especially if they're, if you don't speak any Spanish. So we, we try to make that transition a lot easier. So that's it. Thank you. Well, thank you. And, and, and the whole Spanish English, you know, barrier or um, just a hurdle a little bit is, is so important when it comes to healthcare. You know, Alfredo had a health scare um, one night and it was, it was back before I became good at, at Spanish. <laughs> That's a joke. But um, <laughs> I was so I was more nervous about trying to convey 
what was going on with him. And so it's these kind of things that happen when you're in a, a country that speaks another language that you need to be prepared for, you know? So thank you very much um, for being here, Mike, and thank you for sharing. And then last but not least, the amazing <laughs> Dr. Duncan. Hi, Dr. D. Hello, hello. Sounds like the amazing Spider-Man for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amazing, um, Dr. Well, D. Tell us, so introduce yourself. Well, my name is Ricardo Duncan. I'm working with Mike in his clinic. Um, next year is going to be our 10th anniversary. We really? opened in 2013. So wow. it's a big year. Nice things. We just continue uh, providing the best service we, we can provide. Continue figuring out ways how we can make expats and foreigners uh, life easier. Mm -hmm. We uh, would be at telemed, house calls, at the clinic. Um, and not only do we have the lab, but we can go to your house and do lab work. We have specialists, um, most of them bilingual as well. So it's a very complete um, clinic. Besides doing the medical service domicilio um, at your house, we also provide like medications to your house. And so we are figuring out ways every every other day to make you, you get your experience easier. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. Um, I just wanna say that Mike and Dr. Duncan are like great supporters of Black Expats in Panama. They um, come and they greet the tour members when they come, they answer questions. Um, you know, Mike really helped us out when we had a COVID situation, you know, in the group. And Dr. Duncan is, um, you know, makes himself available for our guests, you know, while they're here. And um, if they need a house call or a telecall or something like that, it's so comforting for our guests to meet them in person because you know god forbid you do have a medical emergency then to be able to say okay i mean i've met this guy you know i know he's good because charlotte wouldn't be fooling with him you know and to just be able to reach out to them um for the assistance um you know they go so far as um like when we have people that are coming in or wanting to take our tours or just wanting information about relocating to Panama, you know, we've had people call, I've had people call me and say, well, I really need to know if they have my medication in Panama and, you know, what does that look like? And, you know, to be able to have them to reach out to, to provide that solid information for, you know, our, our clients and members, it, it just means a lot to us. So I just want to personally at this time say thank you you know, and I know I get on your nerves, but I mean, I get on everybody's nerves. <laughs> but I really honestly want to say thank you. I appreciate all your assistance and support. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to vacillate back and forth a couple questions for the expats or, you know, um, to, to answer and then some professional questions for um, the team. So anybody can go first. Um, I know that Annette said that uh, your, health, your health was a cons major consideration 
when you decided to move to Panama. Let me just go to you real fast and ask okay. why that was. Did you find, uh, did you do research and find that you could be cared for in the way that you wanted to in Panama? Or what was it that made you evaluate that? Well, the information that I was given about Panama when I was told that I needed to go ahead and move here is I found out John Hopkins was here. And that was just amazing to me because by living in Atlanta, I have Emory and John Hopkins was a step up. So I said, why not? And I knew that they were one of the top leaders of cancer research. And uh, I wanted to know more about the issues that I have. And that's what brought me here. And thank God I was able to contact the right people at the right time. And it's been a great journey. It truly has. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you. So that that's good for people to know. People have a lot of faith in John Hopkins mm -hmm. um, to know that he's here. Um, mm -hmm. Anybody else want to chime in about um, your was was a health was a health a major consideration? Was your health a major consideration when you decided to move to Panama? No. My daughter's health has always been a major consideration. And that is one of the reasons we moved from Coronado and moved to the city because I okay. wanted to be close to, you know, some of the bigger hospitals in the city. Mm -hmm. um, when I did my research, I was told um, by another relocation company that we would more than likely be able to get insurance in Panama. But when I got there, then I realized we weren't able to get it. So because of pre-existing condition. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. okay. Um, uh, Will, you were going to say something? I was just going to say it wasn't a major factor. We, we started doing research on Panama years before we actually came. And at that point, it was we were thinking about retirement. So we knew healthcare was going to be a consideration right. when we were at the retirement age. And we learned early on that the infrastructure here is extremely sound and robust in that regard. So we had no concerns about uh, the healthcare delivery or our access to it. Okay. So go ahead, I Aisha. Um, I just want to chime in. Although healthcare wasn't the deciding factor for me, um, because I have cerebral palsy, I'm not quite sure how people really age with it. So having affordable healthcare was important to me. And that was one of the items that Panama kind of checked off. But it's not like I have treatment or I'm on medication or anything for it right now, but it was part of the consideration. So were you able to find out like what like say if you people get older with cerebral palsy and it becomes where it has to be you know aggressively treated were you able to get some kind of idea as to what that would look like in panama compared to the u.s or you didn't know i didn't go that far what mm -hmm. i have done is like i might need to increase like the amount of exercise i do or physical therapy and those costs are much cheaper here so like I have a personal trainer that I started with maybe two weeks ago and it's $25 a session. Uh, you know, that's, that's yes. what's up. So yeah. not only that, let me just say this. Do you find that now that you're in Panama, you're just automatically more active? Do you find that? No. So <laughs> you're lazy. 
You're lazy. <laughs> I have this balcony in view and I, I just sit out here and I enjoy not doing anything. I am basking in the life of ease and not feeling like I have to do anything. And I'm just decompressing. And I think that's helping with my mental health. Well, he don't, well she don't want to lift the finger. Well, I know for, my, for myself, you know, I... We're so busy as expats, you know, black expats is never a dull moment. There's never a time when you ain't got nothing to do. It's never a time when somebody's not inviting you to somewhere. So I think that even though, you know, I stay home a lot, but I still move around, I think more than I did in the States. Um, so, and I know Will, you, you do, um, you do a lot. Will has lost like a significant amount of weight since he came here looking all young and everything. <laughs> you like that? You, you like what I'm doing with that? I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, we live off of Avenida Balboa, right on the Santa Costera, and that was a huge, um, attractive uh, feather in the cap for us moving from the beach to the city and being able to access that that track and fitness. I mean, being able to get out there and walk, and now you know, I'm starting to adopt the Panamanian ways. I, I walk in the rain now too, so mm. it's, it's it's all good. I'm going to try to continue to lose this weight. And, and now that I've hooked up with, with Mike and, and Dr. Duncan, I can do so with somebody watching to make sure I'm not messing up. That's right. You got, you got, you're, you're hooked up with the right people now. So let me go to Mike and Dr. Duncan. And I want you to both answer this from your own perspectives, because Mike, you're more in the, in the management side of things. And Dr. Duncan is of course, hands-on. So tell me, what do you think are the biggest misconceptions people have from the U.S. about Panama healthcare? I would uh, there there are a few misconceptions for sure. Um, a couple of the the biggest ones um, is that you hear that healthcare is less expensive in Panama, which it is. Uh, some people kind of equate that to, to cheap and lower quality. Um, no. But the truth is, is that, um, you know, even though it's less expensive, the quality is as good or better, in my opinion. Uh, we have great doctors, both GPs, general practitioners, and medical specialists. Uh, and more so than the United States, they, they take time to really personalize the experience, you know, get to know their patients. Uh, here, you don't, you know, also in the United States, insurance is really kind of dictating the whole process. So here, you don't have that. Uh, the doctors aren't trying to get you in and out as fast as possible to get paid by their insurance uh, provider. So uh, that's a that's a big misconception. Another one is that um, they, you know people some people just assume that doctors don't speak English. Um, you know, so that can be you know a, a big factor when you're trying to decide. Okay, do I move down? I don't speak any Spanish. What you know, especially if you need healthcare and you have maybe a chronic health condition and you need to have a doctor available. And they don't, you know, if you if you think that they don't speak English, that could that could be a problem. But the truth is, is that a lot of doctors speak fluent English. If not fluent, uh, they speak very well, so that it's easy to, to communicate. So, and that's you know one of the things that we we do with you know with our company and Expat Health is you know really focus on that part. But I, I would say that those are are two of the bigger misconceptions. I'm not sure if you would all agree about that. Yeah. I would be I'm intimidated just to call and make an appointment because you're going to be scared that the person that answered the phone doesn't speak English. 
I know yeah. I feel like that sometimes. Like, you know, get ready, get ready, get ready. Um, yeah. You know, so let me ask you, um, Dr. D, how about you? I see, I see you're in agreement with a lot of what Mike said. Oh, yeah, I would definitely agree on, especially on, on the, the quality of the services. Um, I've had a lot of experience after uh, seeing patients and they are, they are amazed. Like, oh, wow, this, I thought being a, like a third world country, the, the system would be backwards and uh, the information would be like, up to date, but you guys are, are fully professional. And one thing that is different I think because of the of the way the the medical experiences is dealt with here, we can spend time with the patient. It's not like you have three or five minutes after that, um, it's in and out like burgers. No, um, it's we we deal with them, and you can spend some time, quality time with the patient. The more you can explain, and definitely here, uh, the, what the the patient is going through better the service uh, and he can definitely see his part on the treatment so quality of services and the time that we spend with the patient i think that's key now that's really key. yeah i think that coming from the united states it's just hard to wrap your mind around it and you know like like a, wrap your mind around a doctor being willing to spend that much time with you First of all, you know, and being able to call your doctor, you know, and actually get him on the phone is just like, what? Who are you? Another big thing is, you know, you can call today for an appointment and see the doctor same day. How about uh, that? You know, you can, you, and not only can you go to a, a clinic and sit down with the doctor same day, but you can actually have a doctor go to your house the same day. You can have a doctor call you by video call the same day. So, I mean, these things are pretty much just unheard of in the United States. So. You know, it's like you, you combine the good quality with that kind of service. And it, it really just, you know, people are very surprised by it. And uh, it's, you know, it's unexpected. So a lot of the people come down there nervous about healthcare, but once they experience it, then, uh, you know, it definitely, you know, puts their mind at ease. I would say so. Go ahead, Aisha. Um, I was just going to speak to what Mike said. Um, I think a couple of weeks after I moved here, I was having some stomach issues. And I was like trying Pepto-Bismol and I was trying all these things like it's not working. So I ended up calling um, Dr. Coates, which is part of their um, health service. And it might've been 3.30 on a Friday. And I was like, oh, I'll probably see them Monday. And they're like, no, we can come to your house. We'll be there at seven. I was like, come to my house on a Friday, like during rush hour. Like, it was like, I don't have to have, a, I don't have to have an appointment. Like <laughs> it was baffling to me. And exactly. just the way that I was treated and the amount of time that he took and just the follow-up. Like I left the country um, a couple of days later and just messaging me, how are you feeling? You know, we're waiting on the test results and just the follow-up, it just made me feel like human again. And not like I was a, a number in a system, like Mike said, trying to get you out for the insurance. Um, so I'm now officially spoiled where I just want people again, just to come to the house. Or <laughs> <laughs> Thank someone now. <laughs> I think it's a great option. You know, it's a great option. And um, I think it's just something we find hard to relate to. Now, I'll just say briefly, praise God, I have not had any, you know, major medical experiences in Panama. Um, we have insurance. 
here. And but what the other thing I think will surprise people in the United States that you're better off not using the insurance because the the you know you, you, the the price to see a doctor is not nearly what you expect. You know, and I still don't understand how that all happens, but. I know that I I was sick for a few days and honestly it was February of 2020. It was like a week before I went home for the last time ever from Panama for like nine months because COVID hit. So you can't tell me I didn't have COVID, but I had been to the um oh I can't think of it um now, but it was a big, big festival and um I got sick. And I was sick for like a few days and I'm like, okay, I need to go to the doctor. And when I went to the doctor, you know, he thought I had eaten something um, at the, at the festival. And I knew that for me, when my, when my body eats something bad, you're not talking no two, three days later, you're talking immediate rejection. <laughs> Bam, that's it. My my body rejects bad stuff. Thank God, right away. So I, I kind of felt that it wasn't that. But at that point, I was dehydrated. And um, he gave me some um, prescription for the nausea. Um, I think he gave me like a Pedialyte. I had to get Pedialyte. And one more thing that he gave me. And um, the doctor visit um the prescriptions and the the pedialyte was like $53 and i couldn't believe it because i could not have gone into a doctor's office you know i could not have i i probably couldn't have got the prescriptions without an insurance card for less than for less than that amount and so that was my experience with um the healthcare here and the healthcare was quite sufficient and um, the hospital that my husband goes to, they serve, you know, veterans quite a bit. It's very high tech. So it's not like we're missing out on anything, um, anything there. So. Everybody, it's your girl Charlotte Van Horn, Black Expat in Panama, and I'm coming to you today to make sure that you know about our new Black Expats in Panama community platform. That's right, our BEAT community platform, or BCP. That can be found at blackexpatsinpanama.net. Just click on that link that says join the community. There you will find businesses, groups, as members, you'll be um, privy to events. You can have, you can sell things with the classified um, section. You'll get exclusive information offering and interviews. You get discounts on Black Expats in Panama meetups and tours and ITA global um, events as well. 
and so much more. So go over there, check out the membership, see which one is right for you, and let us know if you have any questions. Thank you. wanted I could probably do better than both of you Aisha and you as well I needed a mammogram went into the same day and asked them if I could get a mammogram they told me uh yes at 1 30 it was 11 30 then I was like at 1 30 he said yes I said okay well I don't have insurance he said that's okay I said how much is it he said $36. I said, okay, set me up. What room do I go to? A mammogram. $36. I was like, okay, I'm done. You talk about somebody spoiled. I'm through. <laughs> I've never had one without insurance. And the problem with us too is that when you have insurance, you don't evaluate the cost of things. Yeah, well, that's I true. How much, if you don't have insurance to walk in any anywhere in the United States and get that, you mm -hmm. know. So, um, anyway, so thank thank you for sharing, yeah. and I know that's just yeah. a small part of your story. So, oh, yeah. Phil, let me go to you. Uh, so my healthcare or my my uh, connection with the healthcare system here has thankfully been pretty minor. Um, Fifty three. I'm in what I think is relatively good health. I don't know my doctor back home might want to argue with that, but um, I think I'm in pretty good health. I'm on some maintenance medications, but when we first moved here, I started having uh, issues with my back and leg, and I thought that I was having sciatica, and, and they were sending me to get MRIs and stuff, and it really turned out to just be really bad furniture in the apartment that we were in. And I lived on a really bumpy road <laughs> out in Coronado. So once we moved apartments, everything got fine. You know, the bed didn't have a dip in it anymore and all that good stuff. So I uh, found some furniture, you know, big size, big size guy furniture. But um, what I saw doing that experience was a clinic that was state of the art to begin with. Uh, and as Dr. Duncan and Mike Kelly both said, the doctors that I met in Coronado all spoke English. The only the only time that uh, there was any minor issue with the language barrier, and that's my issue because I came here not speaking their language, uh, what with the technicians? Because at, at one point in time, I was getting uh, injections uh, for some of the, uh, the pain. And the nurse laughed at me because I'm telling her that I'm learning Spanish and I know how to speak hotels. I know how to order food. 
I know how to ask for the bathroom. And she said, but you don't know medical and <laughs> laughed at me and turned around to take this shot. <laughs> but my last, I, it, let me be frank, my last uh, touch of the medical care system, oh, the healthcare system here is just this morning with, with Mike Kelly and Dr. Duncan. Um, so you at 53 Yes. So <laughs> at 53 years old, as if I didn't have enough going on already, I decided to jump on a scooter on the cynical steroid. And yes, I took a fall <laughs> and I landed on this shoulder and have been in pain ever since Thursday. The shoulder was already kind of messed up because I dislocated it high school and college and all that good stuff. But anyway, I hit them up on the website. Next thing I know, Mike is hitting me messages on, on WhatsApp. I'm watching football and, and getting messages from Mike. He's confirming stuff with Dr. Duncan this morning. Dr. Duncan calls me, you know, we're chatting for 20, 30 minutes. It wasn't rushed. He was, you know, taking time to get to know me and establish some rapport. And I absolutely loved it. And then uh, the technology side of it that I'm amazed about uh, as an American is that when it was over with, he shot me my prescriptions uh, on WhatsApp. So now I'm at, you know, I went to the grocery store, stopped at the pharmacy and just showed the girl thing. And it's feeling really good. It's feeling the best I've felt since Thanksgiving. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, that's a good story. That is a good story, and I'm glad to see that they are taking such good care of the Black expats. But when Will sent, Will sent me a picture of a scooter, and I said, I know your full ass ain't get on no scooter. Right. I've been placed on punishment. No worries. Wow. That's so I'm glad. Now. You feeling better, Will? I am feeling so much better today. Yeah, I'm telling you, this is the best I've felt since Thursday. I've been dealing with it. I mean, trying to tough it out, but you know, I'm not saying I'm ready to go out and and, and play golf or anything. <laughs> I want but you. I, to, I want you to gift that scooter. Are you yes. getting it back on the scooter? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you. I'm glad that you're um, you're feeling um, better. So, okay, so Claudia, I kind of um, Claudia. Let me let, let's talk about your situation. It's complex, very complex. Um, so, my daughter has cerebral palsy with hydrocephalus. Um, so in May, um. Gabriella got up and she says, you know, mom, my head hurts a little bit type of deal. And, um, you know, we're like, okay, you know, kind of let's play by ear to see if it's a headache or what's going on. And the headache kind of progressed. And, you know, we know that those are some of the symptoms of hydrocephalus. So we decided to take her to the emergency room, the Panama Clinic. Can I just ask you what is hydrocephalus? So Gabby was a former preemie mm -hmm. and at birth, her ventricles got damaged and her ventricles is in her brain. Mm. So she has what's called a shunt that drains the fluid off of her brain mm -hmm. into her heart, which kind of observes in her body. 
So um, we took her to the Panama Clinic and just as we suspected, her ventricles were enlarged. So usually when it's draining properly and you look at it, you really just see an outline of her brain and you'll see the ventricles in there. But when it's enlarged, it's these big black spaces you'll see in her brain. So that's what we saw. So um, the doctor actually was in the US when we took her to the Panama Clinic. He actually called in some medication to slow the um, fluid from building up, which we never even knew that existed in the US. Mm. So we took her in, I think, a Friday, and his flights get kept getting canceled. He didn't get back to Panama until Sunday. Mm-hmm. And usually in the US, by that time, it's a catastrophe. Mm-hmm. Her headaches are so bad, they had to give her fentanyl one time here in the US. Mm. But because of the medication he had he, you know, called in, she was able to go the weekend and was comfortable. We played cards and she was fine. He came in that Sunday and we met him that same Sunday that he got into Panama. Mm-hmm. Um, he saw her, he saw the scans and he prepared everything for surgery that Monday. Um, urgent. Urgent surgery mm-hmm. with no insurance. It cost us about uh, just 26000 and some wow to get it done um that's sh- probably not a lot compared to what it would cost no. in the u.s but nevertheless no. that's a grip and that's what yes. people need to know that when something yes. major happens you know yes. even though it may not be as much as the u.s it's still significant it's still significant and the thing about it is with her condition you never know when this can happen Mm -hmm. Um, so that happened in May we went to Portugal in September came back on the I don't remember what date everything is a blur now but let's say we came back on October the 2nd the 3rd headaches again rushed her back to the Panama Clinic the shunt malfunctioned again Wow. So here after, we go. Again. That's after the $26,000 surgery. Here we go again. Another 20 something thousand dollars. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she came home. She woke up maybe three days later. She says, Mom, I feel like something is dripping in my head or something. So I looked at her head and you know, when you sleep and you had a good sleep and you kind of drool, get a little <laughs> stuff on your face. Yeah. I saw that on the back of her head and I'm like, I think something is leaking, but I couldn't see where it was leaking from. So we let the doctor know what was going on. He was like, okay, go on, take her back over. Took her back to the emergency room. Now, every time we go to the emergency room, we looking at five, $600. Okay. Took her back, he admitted her. He was like, we'll admit her and give her antibiotics. That was another 8,000 and change. For this, for the hospital stay. Right, for eight days. Eight days. Okay, so we got home two days later. 
I can't wake her up. Gabby, yes, mom. Come on, you got to get up. Okay. She fell back to sleep. Woke her up again. And it just kept continuing. And I'm like, okay, something is going on. So I got her up and I said, hey, you need to go take a shower because it was um, her friend's birthday. I'm like, you got this birthday party to go to. And when she got up and sat up, she says, mom, my head feels really big. I'm like, okay, this is not good. She took her shower and she came back and we got her together. And in the meanwhile, I was texting the doctor, letting him know what was going on. Took her back. It malfunctioned again. So they had to go back in. So she had three brain surgeries and one hospital hospital stay. So I think a total of 60 something thousand dollars we spent. And with that, the surgeon did not take a fee. None of the staff took a fee on the last surgery. So, okay. So now there's a difference right there that stands out to me as far as the U.S. and Panama. Because in the U.S., you know, I, I think by the second time, we would be talking malpractice. We would be talking some kind of medical liability um, here. So there was no, even though, the, I mean, the shunt, she had the shunt in her head for how long before it, mal uh, it malfunctioned here? Uh, three years. Three years. So in three years, she had shunts that functioned well. And then she had problems when you got here. And in a span of, I guess, a couple of weeks, she uh, went through yeah. three shunts. You know, that had to be traumatic for her oh, as far as the surgery. And then as far as the financial burden, and then nobody was responsible. There was no recourse for you. The thing about it is, I don't think it had anything to do with the surgeon per se. Um, I just think um, when he did the first surgery, um, and it can happen, he was explaining to us where the the, the tubing is the uh, is located. It's in in the heart, and. Um, he was explaining, depending on what the body does, um, the, there's tissue that floats around in your body that can be trapped in the catheter. That's what he explained to us. So that's what happened the first time because he brought it out and he showed it to us. Mm. The second time he went in, um, he didn't change out. There's a piece that she has right here. He didn't change that out mm -hmm. the second time because it was functioning well. Okay. So, and I think in his defense, he was thinking it's functioning well. I'm not going to change it out, trying to save us money. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And he didn't change that out. But when he, when they went ahead and um, glued her back together, yeah, it got damaged. Mm-hmm. You see, yeah. so then they was probably trying to fit it at that point. With right. Another so piece? He, okay. Right. So mm -hmm. in his defense, I think he was looking at my God, this family is spending all this money. So if this part is working, I'm not going to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. 
in the U.S., they would have gotten rid of it because insurance is paying for it. True. You see what I'm saying? So I don't blame him by any means for anything that was done. I just feel like it was unfortunate the way things happen. I feel like he's a good surgeon. And would I put my daughter in his hands again if I had to? I would. Mm-hmm. I would because I feel that he's a great, great surgeon. And I, 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 I appreciate that. I guess the only thing for me, if just even from a customer service standpoint, you know, I probably would have expected some, you know, um, some reimbursement, you know, some discount, some something. That's well, a lot of money. So, oh, okay, he did. I yeah, I didn't have to pay. I didn't pay. Um, I didn't the last have... one. Right. The okay. Last okay. One. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good to know. So, I mean, so you you went back and forth a lot. So to to bring it to bring it to a close, just tell us, you know, how Gabby is doing now, and then also the steps that you had to take as a result of. Uh, and how old is Gabby? Gabby's 24. Gabby is 24. So I think the other thing that's interesting about your story is it wasn't the older person in the family that mm-hmm. had the medical crisis. It was a younger person. So anything, you know, anything can happen. So we want to know how Gabby is doing. And then also, if you could just tell us the steps that you had to take in order to make sure that you could have her um, cared for medically. Um, so Gabby's doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, she just saw her new doctor here in Atlanta today and, mm-hmm. um, everything looks well. They are going to do some scans here in Georgia. Um, they're going to do some scans here in Georgia for her. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the steps we took medically for her in Panama, no, I, I was, I was alluding to the fact that you actually decided to leave Panama. Because yes. of the, because the, because you, you, you probably need to have the coverage. I did. Yes. Yes. We decided to leave. Do you want to share anything on here? Like what? What's your, what your experience was with, okay. in Panama with surgery? Um, okay. Okay. Hello. Hi, Gabby. How you doing, darling? I'm good. How are you? Hi. Oh, good. I'm glad to see you smiling and doing well. Thank you. Thank you. you happy to be in Georgia? Um, that's 50-50. That's 50-50. I know Panama's a Panama's a great place to be, but I'm glad that you're feeling better. And like how did you feel when all of this was happening in Panama? I just imagine that you were probably scared. Um, well, the first time around I was I was scared, but um, I did have reassurance from my parents and the reassurance from my doctor. Um, and the fact that he was able to pretty much break it down to all of us mm-hmm. and show us like my CT scans and show us what was really the issue and what was really the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of kind of eased up my nerves a little bit, mm-hmm. but having um my recent surgeries back to back to back that was kind of that was very traumatic for me um in a sense um I kind of say I have a little bit of PTSD Mm. um from that especially with the last surgery not knowing what happened Mm -hmm. um but I'm I'm okay 
I'm okay. Well, you're here. And I think that probably has a lot to do with what the Panamanian doctors did to treat you. Um, yes. Even going yes. back to the first time when they gave you the medication to kind of help slow down the swelling. And your mom yes. said that was something that she wasn't aware of yes. or made aware of in the United States. So, you know, it, it just, I mean, things, things go the, the way that they go. But again, you know, I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that you were able to get the care. And I'm glad that you are on your way to a full, full, full recovery. Thank you. So thank you, sweetie, for sharing with us. Thank you. Okay. And thank you, Claudia. So <laughs> let, let me go to one more um, story. Annette, tell us about your um, experience here. And we have to shorten it a little bit. But tell us about your healthcare experience here in Panama. Well, uh, I have, I'm a veteran uh, and I went to the VA uh, prior to me moving to Panama in Atlanta. And they had diagnosed me with what you call MGUS, M-G-U-S. Now it's the acronym, don't get me to lying because all I know is mono something, something. So um, come to find out, um, everybody kept telling me, Annette, you need to go and get a second opinion. I had no clue how I was going to do that because I had just retired. So with that being said, long, fast forward, I moved here to Panama. I found out, did all the research about uh, the hospital mm -hmm. and everything that they had. And I said, okay, let me try it. So I started getting in contact with the VA here which contacted the uh, cancer hospitals, the Hope Center, which is where I, I went to to have my biopsy done. And my sister here was kind enough because I was scared because I had no family here other than my cousin and he was working. And I said, well- We're family, you know, Black yeah. cats in Panama, we are family. And it was yes. an honor to go with you, Annette. Yes. Well, it, it could have been, it, it could have been, it could have been, no, you could have had a prior engagement or anything, you know. I that, did, I had to do a tour for your butt. Well, I, I surely, surely <laughs> appreciate it, I appreciate it. So anyway, I ended up getting this uh, second biopsy and the second biopsy actually came back with the same results as the one in Atlanta. So I was very, very, very pleased about that. Now with these, a test that I had to retake of everything that I took there, which was the PET test, a scan test, uh, uh, what was it? The bone marrow, marrow. PET, and a, uh, uh, I, I can't think of the other one, but there was three tests that I had, a urine test, 24-hour urine. I did all three here, and I th I'd say I spent about five grand on everything. Now, I'm not sure what the bills look like in Atlanta, but I'm sure for one thing that they are truly higher than what I paid here. Well, and you I had paid two bone marrow treatments or two. I had one here and I had one in the States. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And and, and say, I, go ahead. I actually have had two mammograms one in the States and one here also, but they actually found something here, which I was kind of alarmed about. So 
I went on and I did that test. And like I said, $36, I couldn't have beat that. Mm -hmm. But the long story short, I must admit that everything that I have gone through here, as far as doctors, they have had more than an excellent bedside manner, the professionalism, the cost, mm -hmm. just the greeting. I get my prescriptions mailed to me. I mean, they get delivered right here to the house, mm. <laughs> my front door. So I can't beat that. So when my neuropathy acts up and I can't go out walking or whatever, they come here to me. So I, and, and I get the same things, but better service here than I did in the States. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's an awesome, um, awesome testimony. And even, you know, even with Claudia, who things went, you know, kind of rough, you know, with her, she still appreciated the medical care that, that she received. I can mm -hmm. say that I was with Annette when she had that last bone marrow treatment or uh, extraction and I was there, right? And and um, so I was in there with her while the doctor talked to her and he was just so thorough. He was just so thorough, you know, he just, you know, took his time explaining everything to her. And then, um, but then I, I said, do I, do I need to leave? And they said, I had to go. So I said, sorry, girl. <laughs> I gotta go. I was good out of there, okay. But when I came back um, to get her, what was so when I came back into the the room because the procedure was done right in his office, they had mm -hmm. they, they had gospel music on, mm -hmm. and I was so impressed by that. So he had went and got his his little speaker and asked mm -hmm. her what does she want to hear to calm her. You know, and I mean, that kind of thing, like who does that, right? I mean, I, I don't, I can't imagine any doctor besides my good girlfriend who happened to be treating me, you know, and, and I, doing that for me. So I just think that I think overall the care uh, that you all have received is, is very good. So thank you for sharing that. Now, let me hop over to um, the professionals um, real quick. So what advice do you give to people considering relocating to Panama with regard to the healthcare services? You know, what, what advice do you give? Like, what is the, what should they do before they come? I would say first thing, uh, get set up with a, a general physician before you get to Panama. Um, you know, you can get on a call with a physician, uh, discuss, any medical issues, any conditions that you have, get set up. You know, the, the important thing is that, uh, you know, we can start your medical file, figure out what treatments you're going to need, uh, what your medications are, because when you get here, we can have your medications ready, um, you know, so that when you can, when you need them on a monthly basis or a regular basis, we can have those ready for you. Um, so I think that's why it, it's important and always a good idea to get that, to get hooked up with uh, a physician before you get to Panama. And um, then when you get here, you know, everything's already in motion as far as your, your medical care. Um, and then, you know, regarding insurance, uh, you know, make sure that you look into private insurance before you come, uh, local insurance. Um, you know, whether you can maintain what you have in the United States uh, or if, you're going to have to pull, you know, get, take out a, a private insurance policy. And, you know, what, in some cases you might not be able to get insurance in Panama. So I think 
it's really important to know that before you get here because sometimes you know some people get here and um start thinking about that stuff after they've already made the move and then it's that makes it tough when maybe you have certain pre-existing conditions yes. that prevent you from being able to get private insurance in Panama. Uh, so that can put a ding in your plans. So yeah, it's, it's you know, plan ahead with, with your healthcare. Uh, you can contact us and, you know, you can get on a call with Dr. Duncan uh, or any of our physicians and get all that set up, get, get everything, you know, moving before you get down here. And um, okay, and let me ask you real quick about um, uh, insurance. So in 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 the U.S., you have the in in network and out network providers. Um, do you do we have that here? And you know what what um, policies or what insurances do you work with? So at our clinic. Panama Medica, we're providers for for the major ins local insurance companies of Panama. So we got Pan American Life, Palic, uh, Mafre, Blue Cross, and ASA. Um, and it depends on your specific insurance policy. Um, if you have one of those, then based on your policy, you can use your benefits at our clinic. You might have an insurance company that we don't provide for. In that case you would go pay out of pocket and we can help provide the documentation so that you can get reimbursed. Um, but there are a lot of different kinds of insurance policies you can get. So, you know, whether it's, um, you know, in or out of network, you know, there might be, there are some insurance companies that will only cover you at certain hospitals. Um, so, or with certain doctors, uh -huh. um, you know, in Panama, the specialists, the doctors, they can work at any hospital. Uh, but, you know, they're not confined to one hospital. They can move around depending on where you want your, your, uh, your treatment or your care. Uh, so it, I would say, the, you know, another something else that's super important, get on the phone before you get here with a broker and look at some different options. You know, have, have a, a, a referred insurance broker present you some options you can look at so that you are not just looking at one thing, that you have various options. And you can make the decision based on your specific situation, uh, because there are a few options and uh, you want to make sure that you pick the right one. That's that's very good advice. And just for the record, we do have an insurance broker at our tours as well. Um, that explains the different policies, the restrictions and things that you need to look out for, for all kinds of insurances. Dr. D. Yeah, the key is to ask questions ask all the questions that you can imagine um, because they are, they, they, you never know. Um, just questions about your insurance. Tell, let the, the broker know about your health condition so he can pair the most effective insurance for your condition because there's so many different types. Mm -hmm. So just just ask questions. That, that is my advice. That's what I'm seeing. And that's, that's the advice that I give, give all of them. Ask questions. So, and call you. Mm -hmm. And what? <laughs> and call you. And call Dr. Duncan. <laughs> and so let me just um, let me just ask you why, just real briefly, I want you know you two or one of you to answer the question. Why should we seek you out when we come to Panama? 
what makes what makes you different? How do you how do you set yourself apart from other um, doctors and and urgent care centers in Panama City? Well, if I could chime in on that real quick, first of all, we're the the first company that's really kind of focused on uh, care for expats. We provide medical care for everybody, but we, um, you know, focus on providing, uh, you know, a, a great experience for expats uh, that come here and, uh, you know, need to get set up, don't speak Spanish. So that's one reason. Uh, great customer service, either get myself or someone else that's going to get you set up. And most importantly, our doctors, we have some of the best physicians and doctors in Panama, including Dr. Duncan. So, I mean, there are a lot of reasons to uh, come to us, uh, but you know, we, we love what we do and we're, we're here to help. So do not hesitate to, to get in touch with us. Thank you. Yeah. What do you say, Dr. D? Yeah, that was our, more our focal points from the beginning. When we, we started thinking about the clinic that we wanted to make, something oriented to preventive health, um, help expats. Um, there was nothing like it. I don't think there's nothing like our model of dedication. Mm -hmm. And we have dedicated years of our lives like just tinkering with the experience, making it the best experience. And we definitely, with each consultation, with each patient, we get a little bit more information and we try to adapt it and make it a little bit better. So that's our drive, but just being the best on that particular service. That's what yeah, we, we've been able to, to build what we're doing over 10 years. Um, you know, not even opening, uh, you know, not even really thinking like, okay, we need to pry it, you know, we need to do this for expats. Um, you know, it just kind of happened naturally because people would find us, they know, they find out about Dr. Duncan and it's just this, you know, this, this service that we built up and up. And then, you know, over the last few years, especially with COVID, um, you know, we've just been able to really kind of provide a great service for expats. And we've had good word of mouth and good references. And uh, we, you know, it, it's been a, a great experience. And we just, we, like I said, we love what we do. And I think that's the most important thing. And, and, and I think the other side of that is that, you know, ex, the expat community is growing quickly. You know, yeah. so there are more and more expats coming to Panama and, you know, as far as U.S., you know, the U.S. and Canada, most of our people on our tours are from the U.S. and Canada, you know, that people are going all over. So, um, you know, um, I think that that's the other good piece of that. So I, I appreciate everybody coming on. I want to give you the opportunity um, to have, you know, if, if you have a, a, a parting advice or um, something that you would like to say, if you'd like to give your contact information um, or how people can follow you if you want to, can we just do that real quick? And then we'll, um, we'll, we'll close it out. Um, Annette? Well, my only closing comments are when you don't feel good, make sure you take yourself to the doctor. Don't hesitate because we can catch or get anything because our bodies are not immune to Panama. So it's something totally different. Mm. And our bodies, you know, they, they work different because we have four seasons in most places in the US compared to here. So even for me, allergies. So I went to the doctor. So go to the doctor. If you feel a little something off, just go to the doctor. Promise you, you'll be glad you did. Yeah. 
that's that's good advice and i hadn't really thought mm-hmm. about that but i know when i go from climate to climate like you know mm-hmm. i came back from cartagena and i had a cold mm-hmm. for two weeks you know mm-hmm. i think from you know just the climate change so that might be something to that thank you so much for that how about you big will big will uh thank you hermana uh so look if you're thinking about coming to panama don't let uh healthcare be what's stopping you from moving forward it's here it's accessible uh, it's easy to get in you know we, we all have had pretty good experiences with it i think uh, for those people that want to follow me you can find me on facebook at big will tv and the youtube channel is at big will tv at youtube so by all means come on by and uh thanks thanks for the support can they get that shirt as a matter of fact, they can. The shop is available. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. I forgot all about that. Yes, the merchandise shop shirt. is available. <laughs> I ordered. I ordered a pink one, but it wasn't that one. Hold on, I didn't this see that. Big, one. This is the big boy shirt. That's oh, you talk, you didn't see the, the logo? Yeah, it's no, there. it was the other logo, I think. Okay. Uh, yes, like that. But anyway, I'm looking forward to getting in. I'm so happy that you have your store and your your merchandise and you are just growing up. I mean, my goodness. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. How thank about you, Aish? Um, just in summary, I feel totally spoiled here with healthcare. Um, I would say because of Claudia's um, experience, I definitely have a fund put aside just That's for something, an emergency. Yes. It's like an oh crap fund mm-hmm. um, just for healthcare. And that's something I learned from her. So I would yes. I would advise that. Um, if you wanna follow me in my journey, I have a YouTube channel, it's at AbroadAbility. Um, I also have a merch line as well. Um, it's pretty. <laughs> and it kind of matches the scenery. That, I that mean, works to well. tell you, you showing off with that scenery. My radio fans, y'all will have to see the video when it comes out. She is just <laughs> deliberately showing off. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was it. Thank you for having me. This was awesome. Okay, thank you for being on. And and what you said that about the, the fun, I said, you know, people come and like Mike was saying, they hear that, you know, the the, uh, medical care is cheap and two things, you know, how cheap is cheap? You know, that's all relative, right? And the other thing is cheap doesn't mean that it's not quality. But the other thing is that when you start talking about major stuff, you know, it can be significant. So if you leave your insurance back home, you figure, okay, most people pay at least $400 a month for insurance back home. If I was coming somewhere where I didn't have that insurance back up anymore, I think that in budgeting before you leave and make that move, if that's your situation, figure out what it's gonna cost you to get local insurance and making sure that you can. And then the other thing would be have yourself a fund. And I would just call it a medical emergency fund. You know, and just even if you said, okay, if my medical, if my health insurance, you know, it was um, $400 in the States, maybe I'll just say $200 a month, you know, out of my budget for medical emergencies, Um, just something so that you're not caught, you know, because we don't know what the repercussions are if you don't have money to pay. 
You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Will, I mean, can y'all tell me, Mike, would, would Panama turn you away if you didn't have money to pay or send you to like the free public hospital? Is yeah, that, that, there's so a that, free that, public hospital, right? That, that's a good point. Most of the private hospitals here will require proof of payment or they, they don't necessarily turn you away. They direct you to a, a public hospital. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in most cases when it's urgent, you know, you would rather get care at a private hospital. Uh, so that's, it's a really good point. I mean, your, your primary care, you're going to be able to pay that out of pocket without any issues, you know, uh, very affordable. But when it comes to urgent care, medical emergencies, uh, similar to Claudia's experience, it can, the, the cost can really add up. So that's why it's important to have a plan, whether it's insurance or a fund for that, super important. Really good point. And um, now that's another reason to really look into insurance before you get to Panama. Yes. Yes. And since you're talking, you know, you could tell us how to, to find you if you want to give any, you know, further parting words. Definitely. Uh, you can find us. Our, our website is uh, www.expathealthservices.com and panamedica.com. Uh, so Panamedica is a, the website for our clinic. We are on uh, Facebook at Expat Health Services and Panamedica. So you can find both uh, online and on Facebook. And uh, you can always contact us directly. I don't know if you will provide our WhatsApp. I will. I will. Um, I will provide that on, on both of when I publish on both radio and video. I Perfect. That's and then you can always, you know, there... Um, um, Dr. Duncan and Mike, you can always, you know, find them through yeah. me if you need their contact information um, as well. So thank you, Mike, for that. And I want my shirt, please. Huh? I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm coming for my shirt from Big Will. Oh. I got one for you, Doc. I got one for you, Mike. Look all right, all right. Yes. And for Mike, hold, hold it for I, me. I was thinking we could do your inauguration on the second. If you're going to be at the... Um, clinic your uh beat decal yeah. inauguration let's do it sounds let's great do it baby sure. right. so, um so that yes yeah, so we are just making moves out here in Panama <laughs> so um Dr. Duncan and I always you know Dr. Duncan hates when I have the mic because he like oh lord what's Charlotte gonna say now but Dr. Duncan is like one of my favorite dudes you know he comes and you know, the girls that had his big joke the first time he came, they was like, I, I feel sick. Like they needed care right away when they saw him, right? But the one thing that um, I love about Dr. Duncan is that he comes to as many of our reception dinners as he can, but they, they, if it's Friday, that's date night, <laughs> he ain't fooling with us. So he let you know right off the bat. I, I might be able to make it, but if it's Friday, it's a no-go. <laughs> and I love that because I just find that to be so prevalent and more common with high-level professionals in Panama, much more so than I find with high-level professionals in the United States. It's like there is this family-first um you know, um, culture here that I just absolutely love. So I, I love messing with you. 
And I, I appreciate the, the care that you give our um, our clients. Michelle, um, I noticed she came to see you um, too the other day and she was like, oh my God, I feel so much better. So thank you, Dr. D. And then Dr. D, don't try to push medicine on you so hard. That's the other thing I like about you is that you educate, you know, and education is not always about prescriptions. And one thing that I do not like about the uh, the, the medical um, profession in the United States is I don't think that doctors are taught to treat. I think doctors are taught to, to, to prescribe. And it's always the things that doctors have tried to give me. I'm just like, I'm not taking that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I have one, I won. he tried to give me an inhaler. I said, look, I ain't got enough room in my house for no damn inhaler. I'm not, you're not giving me no inhaler. I try to give me an inhaler. I mean, don't you get hooked on those things? I mean, don't your system, can't your system get to where you, it needs yeah. it? Need that mess. Anyway, Dr. D, what's your part in words for us? <laughs> oh, in regard of what you were saying, as long as as the patient know the part that they play on their health, that it's a win-win situation. Whenever you can educate, explain yeah. the situation they're going through and the part that they play on getting healthy, not only taking their medications yeah. every day, just exercise, diet, healthy sleeping hours, mm -hmm. drinking you know, water, just relaxing. It's, it's a different, it's a lifestyle, completely a different lifestyle. Mm -hmm. If you can, integrate that innovation then then they'll know and they'll the, the treatment will be super smooth and it is going to be a win-win situation for all of us so um thank you very much i always enjoy when you take time to invite us to this event and hopefully there's much more of this with uh, in the near future yes of course of course and um I, I, I truly, truly, uh, definitely recommend and endorse you guys. And that's why I have you on because we go out of our way to find high level professionals to treat our black expats in Panama because we deserve the best baby. Okay. <laughs> so right. listen, that's all the time that I have. Matter of fact, I'm overtime. Y'all know how that go, but um, I appreciate every single one of you for taking the time out. I know it's hard getting our schedules together, but we did it, y'all. And I know that this um, roundtable is going to be super, super beneficial. This is Charlotte Van Horn, Black Expats in Panama by way of Glassboro, New Jersey. You know it right here on BlacksitRadio.com. I'm signing off for the day. And guess what? I'll see you guys next week. In the meantime, you know what's up. I love you. I love you. I love you. And there is just absolutely nothing you could do about it. Peace. <laughs>